0: Today we begin a three-week message series on the importance of living our faith in the context of community. At Nativity, small groups are our strategy for helping you to do that, to live your life connected to other Christ followers. And I'm just going to be completely honest with you, one of the principal aims of this series is to get you to try a small group for our Lenten series, which begins, at the end of this month. We have a goal of getting 1,000 new people into small groups this Lent. In addition to the 1,500 already in small groups, 1,000 new people. And we've such, such, set such a high bar for ourselves because we believe now, more than ever before, people need Christian community. Now, more than before, we need to be connected. Over the past few years, we've struggled in isolation. In many ways, we're still struggling. Mass mandates and social distancing and quarantining and shutdowns. Already, psychological studies are available showing that this entire COVID experience has negatively impacted people's mental and emotional health. And besides mental and emotional health, living positively connected to others And the reduction in stress and tension that that brings is more likely to influence physical health, too. Friendship and fellowship are just good. They're good for our spirit. They're good for our soul. They're good for us. They're just good. As physics teaches us that a closed system will eventually run out of energy over time, the same is true for you and me. Without outside help and support, we'll we'll run out of energy in our work life, our school life, our home life, and our faith life. In his letter to the Christians in Rome, St. Paul summed it up perfectly. He wrote, I long to see you that we might be mutually encouraged by one another's faith. I will learn from your faith, and you will learn from mine no less than the towering figure of the Apostle Paul who wrote half the New Testament and brought the Christian faith to the Roman Empire, recognized the value of small faith-sharing groups for himself. And if Paul thought he needed a small group, I guess you and I could probably use one too. Let's face it. Our world right now doesn't exactly promote faith as a priority. Far from it. New study out just this week offered a sobering snapshot of what's going on. In 2007, about 15% of Americans identified as having no religious affiliation of any kind. Today, that number has doubled to 30%. Even among those who still hold some religious affiliation, there's been an erosion in church attendance for decades, an erosion which, through the COVID crisis, has become a landslide. Pew Research released data just last month revealing that one in three church-going Christians, one in three church-going Christians, have given up the practice of regular church attendance altogether in the last two years with no intention of returning. There's just not much out there in our culture to support and encourage us in our faith. That's why we support, we consistently promote small groups at Nativity. Small groups are where we encourage one another by providing friends in faith. Friends in faith. Other people in your life to whom faith is at least important enough that they're willing to set aside an extra 70 to 90 minutes a week. Small groups are the place where our great big church gets up close and personal, where you can be known and loved and cared for. Small groups, in fact, are our delivery system for member care. As pastor, I can provide care to about 100 people. That's all one person, has capacity for. A hundred people, look around. That's not good enough. That's why we promote small groups, so that nobody gets lost in the crowd. And as pastor, I've seen this over and over again. People going through difficult times. The loss of a spouse, the loss of a job, health concerns, family crisis. And it was their small group members who rallied to their side, who rallied to their support, walking with them, through their struggles. In this life, you will have struggles. You will have trouble. But you don't have to face trouble all alone and on your own. Connecting to a small group gives you a built-in network of support you probably won't otherwise have. Small groups inevitably provide models and mentors, too. People who are a little bit ahead of you on the road of life. Maybe they have a little bit more insight into living, have already raised kids your kid's age, already made the transition you're now facing. Small groups. Small groups are the place at Nativity where you'll encourage others and be encouraged, find support and care, and discover friends in faith. But there's one other reason that you need a small group too. We find it in a passage from the Gospel of Luke where Jesus invites Peter and his friends to become his followers. Here's what's going on. Crowds of people were coming to listen to Jesus preach and teach at a lake called Genesaret. They press in on Jesus so much so that he has to get into Peter's boat in order to avoid being pushed into the water. After Jesus finishes, preaching and dismisses the crowd, he gives Peter and his friends a strange and unexpected instruction. He says quite unexpectedly, put out into deep water, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Well, that didn't make any sense at all. They tried fishing earlier in the day when it was better time of day to fish and they'd caught nothing. Nothing. And they'd already washed their nets, a labor-intensive process, and their last task of the day before going home for the day to rest and relax. Besides, Jesus was a carpenter. What did he know about fishing? However, Peter, who leads the group, does as Jesus asked him to do. He pushes out into deeper water and, as a result, they catch so many fish, their nets are in danger of tearing, their boats are in danger of sinking. Now, does Peter respond to this? Well, Luke tells us, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Why did he respond like that? Well, it's because... He recognized the presence of God's power. He recognized that he was in the presence of God's power. Jesus had chosen the perfect way to speak powerfully to Peter's heart. Think about it. Peter had fished for years on that very lake. He knew, as well as anyone, that there was no way, there was no way that you could make that kind of haul any time, much less that time of day, He saw that God had arranged the miracle for him personally. He experiences the power of God at work in his life in a deeply, in a profoundly personal way. God moved from a category, a concept, a class, to a person. A personal being powerfully at work in his life. And his first response is fear because this is so powerfully personal. Peter is terrified. Jesus says, don't be afraid. From now on, I will make you a fisher of men. Don't be afraid. It's one of the most repeated commands throughout Scripture. But this is the first time that we see Jesus himself saying it. Do not be afraid. And then, look what comes next. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. His words have immediate, have great effect. They immediately bring their boats to the shore and leave everything to follow him. It's a bold move, leaving everything behind. They're staking their whole future on obedience to this command. And it would be interesting to pause here and just reflect on this verse in itself, but that's not what we're going to do. What I want to underscore instead is a single word in that verse, they, they. They went together. Peter and his brother Andrew, James and his brother John, they went together to grow together. Peter's deeply, profoundly personal moment of faith is introductory to faith exercise together with his friends. That's the other reason. That's the main reason you need a group. Faith is personal for sure. Faith is personal, but it's not private. It's meant to be lived in community, in specific community. It's meant to be developed in community. We develop friends in faith in order to grow in faith. It's just your faith is is more difficult to grow. It's more difficult to sustain. It's more difficult to even hold on to all alone and on your own just as it's easier to stay focused, it's easier to sustain, and most importantly, it's easier to grow your faith with others. Jesus himself modeled this for us. While he spoke to masses and, and big crowds in and preaching and teaching, behind the scenes, he gathered a specific small circle of friends and followers who knew one another and could support one another as they grew together. The invitation to follow Jesus Christ also and always is an invitation into a specific community of Christ followers. Of course, getting into a small group, maybe outside your comfort zone, growth is always outside our comfort zone. Like Peter, you may not think you're holy enough or good enough to join a group. You'd feel like a hypocrite. You'd feel out of place. Or, everyone would find out how little you know about the Bible and that would be embarrassing. Or, it's been a long time since your confirmation class and you can't even remember what you learned in your confirmation class. Besides which, you hated your confirmation class. Why put yourself through that again? Well, let me assure you, small groups are not confirmation class. They're not religious education. Small groups are not Bible study. There's no expectation that you know anything about the Bible, religion, God, or anything else. And small groups are emphatically not just for holy people or religious people or church people. They're for people. Therefore, people who are interested in becoming better people. No matter where you are on your faith journey, a group can work for you. And that's why we are so excited about next weekend. Next weekend is a huge weekend here at Nativity. Next weekend is our small group launch for Lent weekend. Catchy title, isn't it? Small group launch for Lent weekend. Thanks to a thoughtful donor who is making this gift possible everybody who's already in a small group and everybody who joins up for a small group gets a free copy of our new book seriously god which will form the content for our lenten message here in big church as well as our small group discussions in our small groups and 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 tom and i will even be on hand all weekend long to sign your book for you who who could resist that If you're exclusively a part of our online congregation, we'll send you a book, but you have to sign up for a small group too. Meanwhile, here's what I'd like you to do this week. For those of you who are not in a group, if you have questions about groups, bring them to our Next Steps kiosk on the concourse after Mass or to our online chat hosts online. We welcome your questions. We love your questions. We're ready to answer them. Also, please sincerely consider where you could actually carve out time for a small group this Lent. 70 to 90 minutes a week, just seven weeks, that's all we're asking. And I'll be completely transparent and acknowledge that I hope you have such a great group experience you stick with it past Lent. But the only commitment I'm asking for today is for the season of Lent itself. We have groups that meet every time of day, any day of the week, in person, everywhere here in North Baltimore and beyond, hybrid groups, online groups, on-campus groups. Seriously, take some time to honestly consider how this could work for you. And if you do join a small group this Lent, you can dispense yourself from any further Lenten penance. How about that? I mean, think about it. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather join a small group than give up chocolates or wine for Lent? <laughs> think about it and think about signing up next week. And for those of you already in a group, please consider making at least one invitation to someone you know to join a group at Nativity this Lent. Be a part of our sales force in the coming week. Our goal is a thousand new small group members and we can't meet that goal without your help. Push out into the deep water because that's where, that's where we can discover the greater blessings that God has in store for us this Lent.